That was so pro me. <laughs> um, I just want to mention, like, you guys ever realize how narcissistic it is to record your own podcast and act like people really want to hear what you have to say? Introduction. Um, so anyway, on that note, <laughs> hi, hello. <laughs> Welcome to We Aren't Film Majors, where we know nothing about indie films, but we are going to talk about them anyway. My name is Zoe Harper. I am the honorary alchemaholic. And I'm Haley Bayou, and I'm just chilling. <laughs> and I'm America, the non-white person in this group. And that makes me the gay one, Ross Whitehead. Nice to meet you, Ross. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what a shame we make people uncomfortable. <laughs> Haley, you decide. <laughs> you just show up and everybody's like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Get their way. <laughs> You're good. Okay. So today we're talking about Titane. And I. <laughs> what? Titan or Titan? Titan, not Titan. Okay, but there were a lot of titties, so... It's like Titanic. Titan. 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 I don't speak fucking French. Okay. Snaps all around. Who actually speaks French? Not me. Not even the French. Haley will, like, interrupt a, like, friend gathering just to do, like, fucking French shit on what's it called. What's it called? Duolingo. Duolingo. Yeah, she'll be like, Duolingo. We're at the bar and I'm drunk as hell, but I'm gonna do Duolingo right Literally, now. I can't lose my streak. I'll, I'll give up. <laughs> I'm gonna lose we my streak. I'll never do it again. <laughs> we were in Philadelphia. This bitch. We walk outside so she could do her do her Duolingo, and she's like, "What does this say?" And I to- I told her fluently in French. I was like, "It means this," and she's like, "Wow." And I was like, "Yeah, bitch, I know French too." I was so shocked. Um, it, was, it was like such a simple like sentence. Like was, I took yeah. my dog for a walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know. So today we're talking about Titan. I'm so sorry. Titan. Are we just jumping in? Let's jump in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 So our first scene is when Alexia, our main character, is a young girl and she's just acting like the littlest shit that has ever been a little shit. And she is kicking the back of her father's car while they're driving down the road. And the dad tells her to stop. And the car does a complete 180 and crashes into the median. And then we flash forward. Thank you. We flash forward to Alexia in the hospital. And she's getting a metal plate fixed into her head. And then we get another flash forward where she is being the most badass stripper in this industrial car garage showing off all these cars to these nasty men who just want to buy cars and see hot women. I really follow those very Midwestern, not gonna lie. Um, but after we get this like stripper scene with the uh, industrial car garage shit, uh, Alexia like leaves the strip club and gets followed to her car by a fan. And he's like, Ooh, will you kiss me? I am your biggest fan. <sighs> and she's like, you know what? Uh, 
I'm stuck here. So yeah, let me uh, kiss you real quick, I guess. And so she's like kissing him. And they're like, <laughs> um, you know, he's like halfway inside of her window in the car. And, you know, she's just sitting there like indulging this. She takes this chopstick from her hair and shoves that shit through his ear. And he starts foaming from the mouth. And so she's like, well, I guess that's my first body hell yeah and like tosses that bitch like in the trunk some shit like that and uh after that she just kind of is like you know what fuck all i'm gonna go take a shower back at the strip club and after she does that she hears this noise like it's like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) that's my best impersonation of the car i could do um she pops out of the shower she's naked as fuck she's like titties in the air vagina in the breeze and she walks through the strip club and there's a car sitting there and it's just lights on and it's going boom, 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 like that like it's engines on everything but nobody is sitting in that damn passenger seat but she gets in anyway she gets in the back seat and she fucks the shit out of this car okay her hands are like tied up with this like red ass fucking seatbelt. It's the most BDSM scene I've ever seen, and I've seen porn. All right. So anyway, thank you, Zoe. Um. Then after that, she goes. She meets with this girl, and I think they go on up here, and then they start to have sex, and then they go to her house, and then she kills the girl, and she kills all the fucking roommates too, like brutally for no fucking reason, like a dude just gets massacred in the most brutal way possible and then after slaughtering everyone she's so tired and exhausted that she just she just kills her parents too (laughs) burns down the fucking house like nothing for no reason there's no explanation so sorry i can't give you one because i have no fucking clue what happened uh and there's no explanation yeah, that scene was wild. Like, we literally, she just goes home, burns her stuff, locks her parents in their room, and then burns the place down. And then after that, she's obviously a fugitive, right? Like, you can only kill so many people before, like, the cops are on to you. So then she tries to leave the city by train, and she, like, has her hood up. Cops are, like, scoping out the place. And then she sees, like, while she's waiting for the train, she sees, like, an ad for, like, an unsolved missing child's case. And it has like the computer generated version of what the kid would look like currently. And she kind of gets this idea in her head. And as a viewer, you have no idea what she's thinking. Like you just don't make the connection yet. But then you realize a little bit later after she goes to the bathroom at the train station, starts chopping off her hair. And then she like gets ready to break her nose that you realize she's trying to impersonate this kid, like what this kid would look like today. And so she changes her look, breaks her nose on this bathroom sink in the most brutal way possible. And then eventually we get a scene where she's in this room and the dad of this child that went missing years ago comes and identifies her as his son. And he's obviously like delusional with grief. And then She stays with the dad. She goes home and there's like this really rough transition. Alexia becomes Adrian, which is the name of the kid that went missing. And then he he doesn't talk for a while and she tries to hide the fact that she's pregnant and a woman. 
and it, it's a weird situation all in all. And then the mom catches wind that her son, quote unquote, is back and she comes to visit the dad and her fake son, but she's not as delusional as the father and she tells right away that it's not her child, um, but she decides to keep it a secret and tells um, Adrian, fake Adrian, to take care of the dad because he's obviously very delusional and very shook by the missing of his son. And then also at the same time, the dad is a fire chief who frequently takes steroids. Um, and then one of the younger firefighters that he is he in the same ass. team. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> which was great. I loved seeing that. Um, and then one of the younger firefighters um, suspects that Adrian isn't who he says he is. And so the firefighter dad ends up killing him because they're putting out a fire in the woods and he just kind of leaves him there. And that just affirms to the viewers what we have already suspected, that the dad subconsciously knows that Adrian isn't actually his son, but he doesn't care. He just wants someone to take care of. It's really interesting. After that, then you get the scene where this dad has like OD'd on steroids in the bathroom. And, and Alexia slash Adrian like comes in and, and she's like, oh, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Like, that's, like, how she acts, right? She's like, I'm going to take this chopstick that I had in my hair, and I'm just going to... It's her chance to get away, because the dad's slightly holding yeah, her hostage. For sure. I mean, they walk, walked Alexia in this room, but, like, I mean, who wouldn't if your kid was gone mm-hmm. for majority of their life? I would be, He's like, walking locks yeah. and shit, yeah. too. Like, I would understand. Um so you know, that's Alexia's fault. That's 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 her own damn fault for getting the situation. But anyway, um, she like walks in this bathroom and the dad has overdosed on steroids because he he really wants to be the buffest motherfucker there is. Best for an old guy. <laughs> for an old guy for sure. Um, and so she's trying to like kill him, and she's taking this chopstick that she's killed everybody else with. But there's a reluctancy whenever uh, Alexia brings this to this dad's head. And I think it's because she's developed this fondness for him because it's like this firefighter dad, sad dad, if you will, is the only person in Alexia's life that's genuinely showed any care or trust for Alexia. And and I think that she gripped that pretty hard. Um, But then after that, you know, you get this scene where... It's finally fucking time after this whole, like, what is it, an hour and 40-something minute movie where Alexi is finally giving birth. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to walk in on my sad dad and I'm going to show him I have titties. And, and, and like, the, this sad dad's already seen, like, a glimpse of Alexi's titties, but at this moment, this sad dad has finally seen, oh, this is Alexia and, and she's pregnant and she is giving birth on my fucking bed. But anyway, so she gives birth on this bed and this sad dad is taking control and he's trying to help her uh, give birth because it's who he is, a fucking firefighter. What else would he do? You know, um, she gives birth to this baby and, and Alexia dies. Because well, wow. she doesn't give a vaginal birth. It's fucking brutal. There's like oh, oil absolutely. leaking out of her and out of her stomach. 
And then her stomach just starts to rip open. And, and you can see the metal through it. It's disgusting. Oh, absolutely. It's absolutely disgusting. I will never have kids. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> too shy. Okay, well, we already knew that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she gives birth. She dies. It's so sad. We are all so sad. No, we're not. Sad scene with Alexia passing away. Wow, sad. I am crying tears. Um, But this baby comes out. And this baby is mechanical. Um, It is literally a human child with like a metal spine. I would only assume that every other part of this child besides skin are fucking metal as well. It's fucking insane. Um... But yeah, so the dad is holding the baby, and we're, we all assume, the viewer assumes, that the dad now has a son. And, and, and that's, you know, supposed to be a happy ending, but all I can think about is, like, Grimm's, like, fairy tales, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't know, it kind of came full circle. I mean, I was like, good for him. Yeah, yeah, what about Alexia, bitch? Yeah, you kind of realize it's like a psychological thriller at that point. Yeah. Like, it, it becomes about the father's, like, delusions. And I think she had to die because of how many people she killed at the beginning. Definitely, yeah. yeah. She had to get her justice somehow. So should we go on to uh, Ross's favorite section? This is my favorite section. <laughs> Most fuckable. And for me, it was definitely the sad dad and his band of merry firefighters. I mean, they were so homoerotic throughout. Um, I was waiting, however, for that dude from Raw to show up, Adrian, who I talked so much about in the last episode, because there were so many uh, recycled actors from Raw in this film that I was just expecting him to show up, but he never did. So most fuckable goes to sad dad and his band of merry firefighters. They were just all so hot. I can't pick one. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of scenes where the firefighters were, like, dancing. It was very interesting. So many and, dance parties. And very European and, like, sexual. It was yeah. very strange. But I'd have to say, if we're going by looks, definitely the main character, Alexia. Like, she was so attractive in a very yeah. non-American way. And I remember, like, talking to my friend while we were watching the show. And she has the best hair. Like, She's my hair icon, and I can never get my hair to look like her. And it's very much like Imogen and Poots. Yeah, you guys know uh, who she is. She was in and Green then, Room. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yo, was- I just watched that movie today. That shit was crazy. Really? Weird. Mm-hmm. We're about that. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, the hair is just like wavy and textured. Anyway, she's super hot. She's fucking psychotic, but yeah. if I could look like anyone, it'd probably be her. Well, for the first time ever, I'm saddened to say that I am completely stumped by who is the most fuckable in this movie. Um, and I think the main character for sure was most attractive, but I could get past a lot of Alexia's characters slash scenes. Characteristics, I mean, uh, slash scenes. I also think that it's funny that Justine from Raw shows up in this movie and she still isn't going to make the vote for most fuckable. Um, all thoughts aside, though, I think that Conscience, part of the uh, firefighter ensemble, would have to take my vote as most fuckable. I would say the main character 
But I cannot get over the fact that she fucking sucked that. She sucked Justine's nipple piercing to the point where I was like, okay, that's like her nipple should be like ripped off jello at this point. Yeah. Like, it should be ripped it, off. Her nipple should be non-existent. Like yeah. she sucked that shit so hard. I thought it was a lollipop. Like <laughs> I, I, as someone with pierced nipples, I wanted to vomit. I cringed. Yeah. I, compl- I wanted yeah. to die. I turned my face. Like I couldn't watch. If I'm being completely honest, I literally paused the movie and I took it out to my sister and I said, I can't <laughs> so it is your turn i was like you watch this and you tell me exactly what happened and then afterwards she was like i don't even have my nipple pierced um but yeah no i'm very uncomfortable and i feel hurt and i was like all right okay i know how this goes now so the most fuckable for you is that the firefighter who the dad kills yes okay yeah no he's he's really yeah he's definitely the cutest yeah but you kind of also dislike him because it's like shut the fuck up like the dad Exactly. That this is his son. Like, just shut the fuck up. If we are all villains, yes. I don't know. I think the nipple person kind of, kind of had me a little gay there for a second. Love that. I, 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 don't, I don't know. <laughs> so I, I think Justine, because I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't find anyone else attractive here. But that nipple scene really had me kind of, kind of horny for, for Justine there. <laughs> Did you just say that? Yeah, <laughs> that tells me you do not have your nipples pierced. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no, definitely don't have my nipples pierced. But you know, you know, the thought of a woman just going kind of raw at your nipple kind of kind of had me tingling there for a second. That that was kind of kind of hot. <laughs> so we want to break down a few scenes that we just mentioned, and the first one is the fact that this woman fucked a car. Can we talk about it? What are the logistics behind fucking a car? Was it the gear? Uh, was it the emergency brake? What do we think it was? Someone was watching it with said it was definitely like like this. Yeah, I, that didn't occur to me, and I wanted to die when they said that. Well, yeah, I just sort of I just sort of throw in there. But I just don't understand how any of that would be literally possible at all. Because you see, you see Lexi a picture in the back seat of the car, strapped up by literally the seatbelts the, the seat of the back seat. How the fuck is a gear shift or an e-brake going to even begin to touch her clit or <laughs> go inside that bitch's bajayjay? I just don't understand. I don't. Oh, you guys know that strange addiction dude where he like fucks his does he fuck his car yeah, or he like... puts his dick in the exhaust? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Why? That's like there's a have you guys ever seen I don't know if it was like untold ER stories and the dude's like he's like jacking off inside of like a hot tub, I think, and it's like in the vent. <gasps> and I think he like gets it stuck. I don't know what happens, but it's like a whole ordeal. I can't even imagine the suction. I know. I'm like, should I try? Maybe you should and then report back. I'll report back. Next episode, next episode. Unless this specific car had a very big, very long gear or e-bike. Maybe he's packing. Maybe Alexia might be on to something. I'm just very ignorant. You guys try and report back to me, <laughs> and I'll put my dick in a I, you know, I jet. have a Nissan Sentra. Do that. I I've got. I could try it. Yeah. I could try it for you, Ross. What's the point? Episode okay. three. You better try. We'll talk about Use it. Use a condom, because you'll get pregnant. 
just like she did. What do you think she got pregnant from? <laughs> motor oil. There's motor so oil? much motor oil in this motor movie. Oil? That was kind of what it alluded to. I know. I'm assuming like, that the yeah. cum was motor oil. What could she have fucked that would have came in her with motor oil? The whole scene was just fucking yeah. Oh my god, you know when you know when like um Midsommar? Yes. Um when what a great the, pronunciation. Congratulations. Thank you. My white ass is like midsummer. And, yeah. and, and midsummer, whenever uh, the sister of the main character, you know, it's this like exhaust pipe. So it connects this big ass pipe yes. to the exhaust. Do you think that's like possible in in Titan? Like, do you think do you think that you know there is a pipe that's connected to the exhaust that goes to into the back seat that she has, you know, uh, copulated with. <laughs> Are you suggesting that she like modified her car to have sex with it? I I may be suggesting that. I may be suggesting that perhaps because of the adrenaline from killing someone. And then right after she is fucking a car that she had potentially, I don't know, you know, attached a pole to the exhaust pipe of this car and fucked it. And, and, you know, who's to say also that she did fuck this car? What if she did get raped? What if the car raped her? By that guy. And then, you know, fucked the car afterwards because she felt so attached to metal that she did that afterwards like to reclaim herself you're like one of those people right now in creative writing workshops who like start (laughs) talking about someone's story and then just like project a bunch of shit that has nothing to do with the story (laughs) and you're like stop talking please (laughs) you don't know what the fuck you're talking about maybe maybe i have fucked a car before you you have no fucking idea so i think okay can we talk about the scene where she like slaughters everyone in the house but like the second person she kills within the house is that dude who catches her killing the first person which is nipple girl and it's the guy that she like shoves the the stool leg through there. Yeah, like she's beating the shit out of him and gets him on the ground. And finally she just like bashes him in the head with this fucking stool. And then like she's exhausted and she just like shoves a table leg into his mouth and then it's hyperventilating and just sits on it and rests for a bit. And it's horrible. There's this crunching noise. And you you, you wanna die. No. Uh, yes. Do? That's not yeah. something. Something not quite. I liked it. It's slower. <laughs> There's like a yeah. It's like a real crunching, just like yeah. Oscar for sound it's editing a, for sure. It's just slurping. <laughs> Someone should play the sound. Is there a scene like we can play? Like just I I need to remember what the fuck that's. But I definitely think later on we'll just give it we'll just give it to you guys like without mentioning it. Yeah. No context. Yeah. We'll just we'll we'll just insert it in. Zoe Burping. (laughs) No, I think the thing that bothered me about this movie is that I feel like it unlocked so many different fears that I didn't know I had in my head. Uh like 
I love gore, but for whatever reason, this this kind of just made me not want to watch. <laughs> like that scene was just so like I never imagined dying that way I think that was that was that that was it for me I was like wow a fucking stool shoved down my throat and then someone sits on it (laughs) yeah I'm like someone who's never really gotten too grossed out by horror films I started watching them way too young but like there's a few scenes in this film that killed me. It was the nipple biting scene because that just looked awful. It was like the stool in that guy's mouth scene. And the worst one was probably when she was breaking her nose in the bathroom. I mean, she was so excited and like sociopathic about it. And then she like really prepares herself to do it. Does it this first time, doesn't do it hard enough. And so she like, again, like readies herself for it and just like dashes her face as hard as she can onto the edge of the sink and I mean again it's like so loud and her face just immediately swells up and bleeds and she just starts laughing oh it's terrible worst fear yeah I've seen a lot of films with somebody trying to impersonate someone Gone Girl comes to mind and I feel like it always fades to black right before that moment but in this movie they just show it all her nose just fucking cracks on that white porcelain sink. Crap noise. I know oh. it's the noise. It's the worst. Birdman afterwards. She, she definitely like... didn't look like her old self. Yeah. There's like that weird ass scene where she dances on top of the fire truck. But honestly, I don't even think that matters at this point. You I know. Like... I mean, it is kind of big because it shows that she is a female. At the end of the day, like she's dancing on top of this fire truck after all these very masculine men are dancing in a very traditionally masculine way. And then people urge her to get on top of the fire truck and dance on it. And she starts dancing like how she used to dance on top of the cars that she was trying to sell. And everyone's yeah. like, wait, she's moving a little too feminine. It was so feminine. It was so feminine. Whatever very that means. Yeah, but whatever was, that means. Yeah. But you just see everyone's face drop. After like that weird feminine scene, the dad just like comes to this conclusion that like he he understands he's delusional and he just can't take it anymore. And so yeah. he like goes to his bedroom essentially to off himself. But Adrian follows him and then that's when that's when she gives birth. Yeah. She stops him from uh offing himself. Yes. And then he is on a new chapter of his life with a new son, half human, half car. And I mean, I think he's going to be a great dad. He has a lot of empathy. How do you say bitch in French? I don't know. Cool. C'est un biche. C'est un biche. C'est un biche. I have no idea. Love. I know, I know Shet is actually. Shet? Yeah. Doesn't mean shit. Sounds like shop. Which is just cat. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Shot. For a while, I forgot it already, but I learned how to say, like, sure. life is pain or, like, existence is pain, and I just kept on saying that, like, at work. I, I know one full sentence too much. What is it? You're a bitch? Where's the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> What's it mean? <laughs> Can I please go to the bathroom? Yeah. That's the only thing I can <laughs> That's how you know you took French class, because, like, my husband has to you're up on you. America, don't make fun of me, okay? 
I had a bad teacher. I used to know how to say, uh, can, can I eat your ass? Uh, <laughs> my roommate was French. She, she's uh, from Tunisia. And so she knew French and uh, that's cool. She knew French and God, what's the other one? Arabic. She knew uh, Arabic. Yeah, she knew Arabic and French. And she, I was like, hey, can you teach me some French sentences? Because she was my French tutor, and she instead of teach me anything helpful, I remember raising my hand in class and saying, you know. Can I eat your ass? No, you didn't. For sure I did. For sure I did. And my <laughs> professor was like, taught you that. And I said, Yasmin Henema. And now you found her out. Well, because I didn't know. Like I had no idea that she taught me, can I please eat your ass? Um, and so I'm just out here, like, you know, she's like, oh, you know, what do you guys, you know, let's talk about what you did this weekend and I was like oh I learned how to say can I please eat your ass and French not knowing I was saying can I please eat your ass and and she asked me who who taught you that and I said Yasmin Hanama and and she was like interesting that's really interesting because Yasmin was my roommate and the only French tutor that my class had well now I know what to say if I see the sad dad on the street can I please eat your Can ass? Can I please eat your ass? Yeah, you just because we do see it a couple times it. when he's injecting the steroids. I don't understand why people like that. Someone once told me it's amazing, like it's amazing, and I was like, mm, I'm a mm, eat no. ass eating. No, do you not use wipes? Have you ever, I know, I'm offended. Ross, <laughs> would you like to explain? I mean, ass eating is great. What do you want me to say? I've is also it to, to have it? What? Yo, I have lag. Yeah. What? It's so hot. I, I mean, want I to die. You can. I want to know. Having it done to you, doing it, having it done to you. Okay, vanilla. I guess so. She's probably eating ass, okay? Anything can be clean. Clearly, I'm approved. Yeah, you are. Damn. How does it feel to be a bridge? Lonely. <laughs> Amanda, Lonely. have you ever eaten ass before? No. Best Shazam the soundtrack. Or yes. Absolutely it was, fucking good. It was really Oh my good. god, we're always at odds during this. I liked the soundtrack. No, it was good. It was giving like 70s vibes for me. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of um, songs in American language and English, if you will. You mean English? <laughs> In the American English. In English. They're in English and that's nationalist, but for sure. I'm sticking by it. You're racist. Yeah. We figured that out last podcast. (laughs) (laughs) At least you're you know, at least you call the French. Literally fuck the French. Um I I say it's not Shazamable because I don't remember any of the soundtrack at all. Like literally none of it. It Unfortunately. A lot of English songs. I feel like no one ever remembers the soundtrack though, really, honestly. I feel like it's one of those things when you're listening or like when you're watching a show and you hear a song, and you're like, this is fucking good. But you just, you don't remember because you're like, it kind of helps you experience the movie. And so I feel like you just take in like- No, film. no. Twilight, Twilight, I remember that soundtrack. Okay. I remember, remember every single 
you know, song in the soundtrack of Call Me By Your Name, but I cannot, for the life of me, remember any song in Titan. But you know what I can remember is that dumbass, cringy-ass song from Raw. Yeah. That is what I can remember. And I am still peeved, and I'm still angry about that. Oh, the scene where they're dancing. There are, like, two scenes, but, like, all the firefighters, there's this, like, weird-ass scene. I feel like the, those songs, whatever they were, like, kind of stuck with me. Felt very so much like something you would hear at, like, a Birdland, like, house show or something very homoerotic I, it was it I was mean, dope america did you think this was shazam worthy hmm? did you think this was shazam worthy mm, like i said i have lots of movies where i remember that soundtrack and i don't know about this one i, I am on america's page rotten tomatoes and go all right so it was really hard for me to decipher what this film was trying to say until I read the Rotten Tomatoes review. This fresh review by Susanna Gruder said, <laughs> Duke Renau's film starts out hard, but strips itself down to a level of softness and sentimentality, examining the armors we establish to shield ourselves from the world and what it takes to transmute our steely exteriors into something more malleable. So now I kind of get this film this is essentially about how serial killers and people who do bad things can be redeemed. I feel like our main character was redeemed by the end of this film. Um, and Ducarnau used cars as a metaphor for something that has a hard exterior, but a soft interior. And our main character, Alexia, who had a metal plate um, put into her head, and then she becomes this ruthless serial killer. And then she meets this sad dad and her hard exterior kind of is stripped away and she is able to feel empathy. And there are multiple times where she could have killed the sad dad or left him for dead, but she doesn't because he's a good man at the end of the day. And I know it's hard to see serial killers as redeemable, but not everything is black and white. And I think Duke Renau's made this film to highlight the gray areas in life. Alexia is still a killer at the end of the day. So I think it was a smart choice to have her die during childbirth so that sad dad could raise the child. I found it to be very poetic, and I really like this film. I liked it way better than Raw, honestly. Did you write this mm. yourself? I mm. didn't write the I didn't write the <laughs> Rotten Tomato <laughs> review myself. That's a lot of words, right? But <laughs> I did words. have to put my words down because if I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to say them. Very nice, very nice. Uh, well, I didn't you watch guys, Raw. <laughs> Well, I didn't fucking watch Raw, so this is this was nothing to compare to. I had nothing to compare this shit to, so I was just like, okay, let me go straight to the fucking bad reviews so somebody can agree with me on what the hell I just watched. I didn't think it was a bad film. I just, I, it was too much for my head to be processing at, you know, like 10 o'clock at night. Uh, when I'm about to go to bed so I don't know uh, someone was like I wouldn't recommend to anyone at least if I want them as friends I felt that it was really deep that was a really deep review um, and I like horror mil- like horror movies or whatever and I love that shit but this is, this is weird it was fucking weird it, some other person was like grainy visuals unappealing characters nasty imagery and carrying an overwrought plot i guess that's where i kind of agree with this shit i i felt like the the visuals of the movie kind of lost me 
uh with the plot i i didn't i at the end i was like what the fuck was this even about and i don't know we're really good at analyzing like metaphors and shit as english majors and i i i couldn't i couldn't do it i tried to find the deeper meaning like ross but i failed i failed terribly so that's all i got you know, I can kind of, like, relate to that. I feel like there's definitely, like, a shift. Like, it sort of oscillated between, like, like scenes that move the plot forward, but then also these visual scenes that didn't make a lot of sense. And there's typically the really cinematic, like, visually striking scenes that didn't make any sense. Like, initially when they're in that garage and stripping with the cars, made no sense. The firefighter scenes, when they're dancing, both of them don't make any sense. But it's it's interesting, but I don't... I feel like if you're trying to make some sense out of that, you're just not going to achieve anything. Yeah, honestly, when I was done with it, I was thinking, like, I could have done without the pregnancy, and I could have done without the serial killer. I know, but I, like, all I wanted, all I loved was the fact that this father who is missing his child just is clinging on to this woman who is posing as his child, and he knows that she is not his child. I feel like from jump, he knows. And so that's what the film is for me, is like this father who is missing his child and is just clinging on to anything he has. Mm-hmm. So I literally I felt- could have done without the serial killer plotline and I could have done without the pregnancy plotline yeah. because I think at the end of the day, it's about a father who is grieving his yeah. And it's I felt just- like I felt like this was very, I felt like this movie was like, three movies in one I didn't feel like it was one cohesive movie and I think that's what kind of bothers me like I feel like this is like my life when I'm high as shit which doesn't happen very often but this feels like when you're high off of weed and your like life moves like before you in flashes and like frames and that's how I felt like this movie felt for me it felt like I was high watching this and I might just rewatch it high. <laughs> Maybe I'd understand it better. I feel like the firefighter scenes were like just like walking into like a club on Molly. Yeah. Like for sure. Everything's like slower, but the music's better, you know? Okay. Nice shades of purple. Somehow color takes on like a better <laughs> effect than you'd ever noticed before. Exactly. You can touch it <laughs> and taste it. <laughs> Okay, so for my Rotten Tomatoes review, I'm going to skip most of it because I've been unable to say the word delirium correctly. Wow, uh, you just did it! Yeah, <laughs> I also have a problem with the word peculiar. If I say it too frequently, I fuck up every time. Anyway, this review is by uh, Jonathan Romney. He rates it three and a half stars out of five, but it's mostly a positive review. Uh, the last couple sentences end with you can't stop watching though but be warned one moment of impromptu facial surgery is cinema's most wince inducing moment of nasal brutality since Polanski's Chinatown and I think wince inducing facial surgery is about how I felt watching that scene um so I'm with Romney not Mitt Romney also fuck Polanski I haven't seen it oh no he's just like a bad person he's uh, a director he directed rosemary's baby oh, and he's just a oh, bad dude okay i've heard something briefly about this yeah sexual assault yeah yeah well now i'm just saying you know, 
but I like artists, so I just pretend they don't do anything bad. John Lennon, love him. Woody Allen, his stuff's no, great. No, I will watch Rosemary's Baby every Halloween. <laughs> okay. From this shit, um, and say that something that I noticed when I hopped onto Rotten Tomatoes is that the actual critic reviews are outstanding for this movie. So, like, every critic is like, hell yeah, we love Titan, hell yeah, um, and, and then when you click on the, like, all audience reviews, people fucking hate this movie. Makes sense. Um, like, these people are giving it, like, not just one star, okay? They're giving it half stars, yeah. um, which is crazy. Um, and it honestly had me laughing when I checked it out. Um, a lot of the reviews are like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> And, and to me, it's like these people have put this movie on Hulu, totally expecting some like God's not dead type shit. Um, and, and instead they were met with a movie as such and jumped straight to Rotten Tomatoes to complain. And you can't tell me that these people didn't watch the trailer before watching this fucked up movie. Like, come on, they had to have at least known a little bit about this movie before they put it on. Like, if they, if they hated it that much, why didn't they turn it off? So, so I feel like a lot of these people are some straight-up liars. Like I, I, like, I feel like they wanted to see Alexia give birth to this weird-ass mechanical baby. And, and so I think it's kind of fucked up that they, you know, watched this trailer where they knew this bitch was about to fuck a car and have a mechanical-ass, you know, metal spine-ass baby and they were like, yeah, God's not dead. Woo! Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they no, I don't know, Zoe. I don't either. I feel like, see, people, they don't really care to do more research than the movie cover. I literally walked into my mom the other day. She was watching fucking Fifty Shades of Grey, but like it didn't get to the sexual parts yet. And I was like, mom, do you know what you're and she's catholic as shit she doesn't like that kind of porno movie and i was like mom do you know what you're watching she's like uh yeah it's like this movie it's like twilight and i'm like no it's not like twilight mother you're watching 50 shades of gray she's like oh is that bad i'm like oh my fuck i almost let her continue watching it i literally wanted to see what happened but no yeah you can't assume people just know did she stop watching yeah i told her it was porn and she <laughs> i mean it's not porn my mom would consider that porn. but anyway like completely off topic of this, you know for horrendous reviews whatever i think i'd like to hear who your guys's like dream blunt rotation would be from this movie um, or the previous movie whatever the fuck you, you want to come up with i'd like to hear who your your previous blunt rotations would be okay so for me from raw adrian has to be there who do you want to smoke a blunt with i don't want to smoke a blunt with a serial killer i don't want to smoke a blunt with a firefighter too much masculinity for sure that they were already smoking blunts whenever they were having their like little firefighter parties yeah i think my dream blunt rotation from this movie 
would be Alexi, of course, because I'm just curious. Like, can you imagine this stoned ass, murderous ass, murderous ass bitch being like, yeah, yeah, I fucked a car. And then she just kills you <laughs> and puts a bar stool through your mouth. Maybe I'd like it. Maybe that's what turns me on, Ross. That's true. I'm not gonna keep shame. Um, I think after that, I would have to say sad dad. Um, just because you know what? He'll smoke a blunt and he'll cry and, and I'll pat him on his back and <laughs> and I'll tell him that everything will be okay and, and it'll be all right. And you know, uh, and, 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 and what? You'd help him stick a needle in his ass. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would totally help him stick a needle in his ass. He deserves it. I'd stick a needle in his ass. I'd stick more than a needle in his ass. But anyway. Um, Haley, what is your dream rotation? Um, definitely sad dad. He's like delusional, but weirdly open minded. So I did that. I feel like we could get some interesting reactions. (laughs) Yeah, is it delusional (laughs) but nice? Delusional but nice. Okay, so sad dad, probably two of the firefighters. Because, I mean, most of them, I don't know who they are, but they seem really fun. Like, they yeah. never have a good time. None of the bullies. Yeah. Fuck the bullies. But sad dad, couple of the firefighters. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to fucking, like, fucking smoke a blunt with someone who sticks a chair leg in someone's mouth. Yeah. Hard pass yeah, on that I one. I take everything back everyone that uh fucking alexia slaughters in that house they all yeah. seem really chill they were all living together they all seem like there were so many people see- in that great house yeah okay, that's, definitely that's them uh, they seem dope like our group yeah like, and it was like such an interesting <laughs> mix of people oh, america mm-hmm. you want to smoke a blunt with from this film i don't smoke <laughs> It's it's your dream. Your dream. Is my dream. That, oh, that you okay. Do. Okay, my dream. I'd say Justine because I dream of kissing a girl one day, and that nipple scene had me heated. Really interesting. Interesting. Love. If Justine, okay, if we were all sitting in a room because America is on Zoom or Soul, if we were all sitting in this room right now in Haley's little studio apartment. And, and Alexia were to walk in. Who do you think Alexia would be with? Who, essentially, who would be the Justine of our group? I'm going to be honest here. I think it would be me. That's you know, all I'm saying. Why <laughs> <laughs> do you think it would be you? I don't know. I can't say. I think it would be you too. I just think we'd make eye contact and like, like <laughs> it would just be decided. It's the haircut. Quickly. It's the haircut. <laughs> Mine or hers? Yours. Really? Yeah. Interesting. You were saying you loved um, her, hair her haircut. Awesome. Yeah. And you're giving that. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you're you. welcome. <laughs> in, in my, that was a compliment. In my dreams, I also would, it would be her. <laughs> <laughs> People who are cringy gravitate to, and and, and I'm saying as courtesy, and and that's my difference. And so anyway, that's why I think that Alexio would for sure come in this room with you, and then we would all die. So thank you. You're a fucking bitch. <laughs> cringe gravitates to cringe. Anyway, listeners, this is the part of the episode where we cut off like. 
three minutes of Zoe talking because <laughs> <laughs> she's completely unhinged and spreading <laughs> spread eagle on the ground. Can you shut the fuck up, Ross? Yes. <laughs> okay. This is a part of the episode where we rate this fucking movie. Um, and it's A, B, C, D, or F. Okay. All right. Keep it simple. Unless you got some weird shit to say. But I give this one a solid C. And I don't want to give it a qualifier because none of that matters. I will say this. It does matter. This film was so, so, so much better than all. Like, I thought this yes. was a pretty well-made film. Even if it wasn't, like, the plot wasn't completely tied together. I mean, it had, like, a nice balance of, like, yeah. like good quality, like, cinematography with, like, an interesting, like, psychological aspect to it. Um, I would definitely, I'd probably give it a B plus. I definitely don't think it's a masterpiece, but I think uh, Miss Julia D is on the up and up in her film directing career. Uh, so probably a B or B plus. Okay, so for me, I definitely enjoyed this film way more than Raw. I thought it was more visually striking. I think that there were a lot more themes that can be dissected. I thought that there was an actual plot that we could follow. Um, and I feel like I see myself rewatching this movie multiple times versus Raw. I don't think I will probably ever watch again. So I think I give this film an A minus because I fucking liked it. Because I motherfucking liked it. Because I motherfucking liked it. By my new AP. <laughs> I'm gonna take A plus. Um, because I like fucked up shit and this was super fucked up and I, you know, it, it, it's just very on brands. I guess that's all from us because we aren't film majors and we don't know shit and we don't care. Um, anyway, bye, bitches. <laughs> My God, man. I'm fucking crying. <laughs>